This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 102 with Scott Colby. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 102. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Scott Colby is an adventure lover who has created multiple businesses around his passions. Although he has spent over a decade in the fitness industry helping people create transformations, it is his love of international travel and his thirst for adventure that led him to create his current favorite brands, Say It With Gratitude and Unplug and Play Adventures. So I invited Scott on the show because he has a couple different events. He has a podcast and then he's had some online summits. He's invited me into for interviews. And it occurred to me that, oh my gosh, why have I never interviewed him? Because he's not a shameless mom, but he's a shameless guy for sure. And he talks about gratitude all the time, which is something I'm always shoving down your throats, right? So I wanted to bring someone else on so that I could continue to impact upon you the power of gratitude in your life and how it can really be life altering, which is certainly the case for Scott. And you'll hear as he's gone into such a deep journey with gratitude and talk to so many people about how they practice and incorporate gratitude into their own daily lives, you'll hear how Scott has really been profoundly impacted and changed by how he perceives gratitude in his world and how he puts it out there as well. So today we're going to talk about Scott's mission with his movement called Say It With Gratitude, a big project that he launched a few months ago, which was a phenomenal thing to watch. I got to watch and be a part of his online summit. I got to watch him launch a crowdfunding campaign and successfully meet his goal with that. So that was really, really cool to see that happen. And then I just got to see what a stand up gracious kind of guy he is. You know, we've been colleagues in the fitness industry, which is how we were initially introduced. But as I've seen him grow and evolve in new directions in his life, I've just seen what a compassionate, empathetic, giving person he is. So I'm so, so delighted to have him on the show today. So Scott is going to be here today to talk about how gratitude can change your life. He's going to talk about how to practice gratitude in so many different ways. It doesn't just have to be limited to like sitting down and writing in a gratitude journal every day. There's a million ways to practice gratitude and it can be little tiny subtle things. And he's going to talk about how those little things that you do for other people to express gratitude give back to you tenfold, which is definitely what he's seen in some of the work that he's been doing in the last year or so. He's going to talk about why we need to resurrect thank you cards and the power of the thank you card. He's going to talk about the power of pivoting, and he's going to talk about the magic of asking for help. So lots of really great kernels of knowledge in here that I think that will be really helpful for all of our listeners. So I'm really excited to dive in with Scott Colby. So let's go ahead and get started. Scott Colby, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited you're here with us today. 
Sarah, it is about time that I was a guest <laughs> on your podcast because I have interviewed you a dozen times now, <laughs> and I've just been waiting for my invitation. I didn't really think that you took guys on your show, but I saw that you interviewed Craig Ballantyne. I was a little bit disappointed that I'm not your first male, <laughs> but I'll accept it this time. I know. So yes. And it's funny when we connected about interviewing, it was via a Facebook group that we're both in. And you asked about doing interviews and stuff. And I was like, how have we not done this already? Because we you have interviewed me a number of times, which I'm so grateful for. And it's always been really, really fun. So yeah, it's like, this is well beyond due. So I appreciate you coming on the show today. And for the listeners, I'm not a mom, as you can tell, <laughs> but I am shameless. So I'm excited yes. to talk about that. Yes, yes. And so Scott and I initially met kind of through the fitness industry. We were connected through mutual colleagues in the fitness industry, but we both have kind of moved in directions away from the fitness industry in terms of our world online. So we'll talk about that in just a minute, but I do want to address that we do have you on the Shameless Mom Academy, not as a mom. So this is exciting. And I want to let our <laughs> listeners know that whenever I have men on the show, I like to kind of say why this guest is important and special to me. And so Scott is important and special because he does so much work with gratitude and he's actually dedicated a whole new chapter in his career path to gratitude and helping people work with gratitude in their life. And he's working to not only help people develop gratitude practices, but also do it in a way where he's giving back to causes that he really believes in. And so I thought this was a really great way for us to talk about something that I promote often, but haven't talked about really tactical ways to do it. So Scott's going to tell us how to be more grateful and then just talk about kind of the evolution of gratitude in your own life. So I'm very excited about all this. Awesome. Well, thank you. It is nice to get the acknowledgement and that is a form of gratitude. So I appreciate that, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I love it. This is what's great. When Scott and I were talking before we got started recording, he notices gratitude in everything, which is cool because I think, you know, one of the things we actually talked about before starting recording was that gratitude doesn't have to be profound. Like sometimes it is, but once you train yourself to look for it and listen for it, you start finding it everywhere, which makes it mm. really easy to kind of clue into throughout your day and throughout your life. And I think that I see just in little conversation snippets how you do that. So I'm excited to have you help us with that as well. Definitely. We will definitely get into that. And <laughs> yeah. there's so many ways to express gratitude. So I'm excited to maybe shed some light on it to your yeah, audience. Yeah. So before we start diving in too deep with gratitude, tell us just a little more mm. about the dynamics of your personal and professional life and where you're at right now. Sure. Always a great question to begin with. I think I've been fortunate in that my personal and professional life, there's a lot of overlap. And, you know, I remember when I first started to get on Instagram, I was like trying to think of what to post because I had Instagram as a personal account. Should I be posting business stuff or personal stuff on there? And I was like, well, they're so intertwined. Like I'm passionate personally about fitness, but it's also what I've been doing professionally. And so I've been fortunate to be able to design my businesses or my brands around what I like to do on a personal level. I think that's probably the best thing and the thing that possibly I'm the most grateful for having been able to do that because we all know people, Sarah, that their personal and professional life are completely separate and that maybe they do things professionally that they're not that passionate about personally. And so if there's a way to merge the two somehow, I think you're going to just really live a more fulfilled life. But I live in Denver, Colorado, and I'll just tell you briefly how I got here and how I got into the fitness industry. I grew up in Virginia and got my degree in biomedical engineering and had a number of research jobs in the field of movement science and kinesiology. And they were enjoyable. However, there were parts about the jobs that I didn't like. And I remember my very first job out of grad school was actually in Colorado. And I moved to Vail, Colorado, not knowing anybody, but I was on a nine-month research assignment. And I remember that the very first supervisor I had I didn't really care for. And it was somebody that took credit for a lot of people's work. He always focused on the things you did wrong instead of the things that you did right. 
And I was thinking to myself, I mean, it was after grad school, so I was 24, and a lot of people working in their 60s, I'm like, I can't survive a 40-year working career <laughs> working in jobs where I wasn't fulfilled and satisfied. The work was fulfilling, but there was things around it where when I went home, I was like, gosh, that didn't feel good. And I didn't want to do that for 40 years. So from that point on, I knew kind of like, okay, I'm going to have to go out on my own. When I was in college, I didn't think I was going to be starting my own business. But after college and when I got into these different jobs, I knew and even my next couple jobs had the same negativity around it. I knew I needed to go out on my own. So I started out as a in-home personal trainer going to people's homes. This was when I was in Dallas. So I moved from Colorado to North Carolina and then to Dallas. I was in Dallas for about 11 years working at a children's hospital, but on the side, I was building up my own fitness company, if you will, starting with training people in their homes because I didn't want to put a whole lot of money into the business. I didn't want to build a gym or have to pay rent, anything like that. And I eventually transitioned into boot camps because for a couple of reasons, but the main one is one of my earliest mentors, Ryan Lee, he taught the power of not only training more than one person at a time, but also getting your message online. And it's like, that sounded good to me, getting my message online. So how can I free up more of my time so that I could build an online audience? And so I started a boot camp business while I was in Dallas, which allowed me to work with many clients at one time. So I really only trained two or three hours a day. I made more money than the one-on-one training. And then it freed my time to build up my platform online. And it developed over the years from probably about 2007 through 2010. So for about the next three years, I built up that platform and always having my eye on moving back to Colorado because I knew I wanted the kind of lifestyle that allowed me to live in an area where outdoor recreation was abundant. It was beautiful scenery and I was not getting that in Dallas. Um, (laughs) Dallas is really flat. And so where I get fulfilled, Sarah, is being able to have the freedom to live wherever I want, being surrounded by beauty, being able to go outside and play being able to travel when I want, those things fill up my cup. And so my goals were to design a business that would allow me to do that, as well as help other people reach their goals through fitness and through transformation. So I've done that really over the past seven years, which is when I moved back to Colorado was in 2010. Here we are in 2017. So it's been seven years already. My businesses have evolved because as I've evolved as a person, I've realized that I don't want to just help people lose weight. I don't want to just recommend foods to eat and workouts to do. There's a lot more to life than that. And I've witnessed it myself and have experienced it myself. So I've evolved over these last couple of years into running adventure trips for clients. And then, as you mentioned, Sarah, into this new gratitude brand that I've recently started. And I believe that's a good takeaway for people, for the moms out there listening, is to really go after your dreams. If there's something that's not fulfilling for you, figure out exactly what you want, what is missing, and then how are you going to get from point A to point B? You're going to have some slip-ups, going to have some obstacles, but if there's something in your life that doesn't feel right, so for me, my jobs in the past didn't feel right, and then continuing just helping people lose weight doesn't feel right, don't be afraid to pivot and go in a different direction, and that's where I am today. I love all that, and oh my gosh, I just took like frantic notes because (laughs) there's so many things I want to dive into on that. But just a couple things I want to dots I want to connect for our listeners. I love that you said you were trying to figure out what fills your cup and you were learning what filled your cup. And I think that is so important. And oftentimes we don't know what fills our cup until we realize that we're unfulfilled. Mm. And then we just recognize like, oh, I'm not fulfilled by this, but I don't really know what would be fulfilling. And I've talked about this in the podcast before as I've made different pivots and career transitions is that sometimes 
you know that you're in a place where you're not fulfilled, which it sounded like for you, you know, in those early days after getting your graduate degree, just knowing that like, this is not fulfilling to me. And I don't really want to be around these people and people that behave like this or have these kinds of attitudes. So you took some steps in another direction. You probably didn't know at that time exactly how that would evolve or what it would look like long term, but just starting to take steps. And that's when you start recognizing like, oh, this is what actually fills me up. And so you do, some of it might be a little bit trial and error, but I think that when you start looking at what fills you up, then you start recognizing the direction that you want to go in and you start being able to identify much more clearly how to get from point A to point B, as you talked about, and taking those and being really motivated to take those action steps. Absolutely. And one of the things that really helped me, and you said it really good, Sarah, that you may not know what will fill you up. You may just know that you're not fulfilled. What has helped me was getting out of my environment. What I mean by that. Back in 2007 is when I had a big shift. It's when I took, as a customer, I went on an adventure trip. So I was living in Dallas. I didn't know anybody going on this trip, but I said, the heck with it. I'm going to go on this week-long adventure trip to the mountains of Colorado to an area I had not been in. And that really allowed me to step away from my environment and get some clarity on what was missing in my life. And so... If you have the opportunity to do so, I'd recommend stepping out of your environment to help you get some clarity. Right. And especially as moms, we have so many duties that we have to fulfill. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's either there's like the professional duties and the motherhood duties and possibly the spouse duties as well. Or if if you're not working in an outside of the home, it might be that like you have your household duties and then your kid duties. And so no matter what, there's like multiple directions that you're being pulled. And oftentimes by the time you get to the end of the day, you don't even like have time or the focus or clarity to think about like, what do I really want to be doing? And so space and actually Holly Rigsby, who I just interviewed recently, I was on a conference call with her with some other people in our mastermind group. And she was talking about space and grace. And Mm. I think that when you have space and grace, a lot of things become really clear. And it's funny that this comes up because Holly Rigsby is who introduced Scott and I. And so what an ironic thing (laughs) to pop into my head. So space and grace, I think really gives us the opportunity to start putting things together. And I know that for me, when I started doing mastermind groups for my fitness business, and I started attending meetings where I had to travel three, four times a year for a few days at a time, having that space away from my house and away from my business location all of a sudden, like the floodgates just opened with ideas and like totally different creative paths that I wanted to take with my gym. And even before I would get to my mastermind meetings, I would just be on the plane knowing that I was going there to be with brilliant people. And immediately I would just start thinking of all these things I wanted to do that I literally could not think of when I was in my own environment at home. Because when you're in that day in day out environment, you're tied to the stuff that just has to get done. And you can't really think outside of that. So I think that's a really great point that you make about taking that space and what doors that will open for you. Yeah, I was just watching a presentation yesterday, Sarah, and gentleman was talking about getting outside in nature and just something as little as that. So if you don't have the means to actually travel to another destination, we all probably have trees outside of our home Just going and being with nature, being outside, being amongst the trees and not bringing your smartphone. So having a bit of an unplugged moment can make a world of difference. We often don't take the time to do that because, as you mentioned, we have so many different responsibilities with our kids and our jobs and being a wife or a husband. Take the time to do that. At least go outside and be with nature and you're going to find those creative juices flowing. So beautiful thing when you can do that. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, 
It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download EarnIn today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When I was injured a couple of years ago, and then when we went through IVF this last summer, I couldn't work out. And so I started doing leisure walking, which I had mm. always kind of rolled my eyes at before. <laughs> and oh my gosh, like it was exactly what you're saying. When you get out, and I would often listen to podcasts, so I wasn't totally unplugged. But yeah, getting out again, just creating different landscapes for yourself and getting out in nature. And that created a lot of space for me. So let's go into your transition and your desire to transition away from fitness and into your new movement, say it with gratitude. Tell us a little bit about what has inspired this project and what you've been doing with it. Sure. Thank you. So it began on a trip. See, here we go again. I got away. <laughs> I got away from my environment. I took a trip to Guatemala in the summer of 2014 to help build schools in a really poor community there. And what struck me, there was a lot of things that struck me, there were a lot of things that changed me on that trip. But one of the things that struck me, my trip to Guatemala was how little the kids and their families had. I mean, we had families of maybe 10 people living in a single room house. They had really run down schools. So we were there to help build a new school, but they would have grades maybe one through six sharing one classroom. So they didn't have much. They're very poor, but yet they were smiling. They were grateful. They acknowledged us, the workers that were there like myself and I remember asking them what they were grateful for. And it wasn't, you know, some kids maybe, or what do you want more of? Some kids may, you know, say things like here in America might say, like, I want a smartphone, video games, whatever the case is. They were like, I'm grateful for this new classroom I'm about to have. I am grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for you volunteers that you were here at our school. And then the other thing I noticed was just walking along the streets, everybody looked at you and said, buenos dias, or good morning, if it was the morning time. And when I got back to Colorado, I became a lot more aware 
and sensitive to the fact that many of us focus on things that we don't have. We're complaining about not having enough. And furthermore, you know, I live in an apartment, so I'm often walking down the hallway, passing somebody who lives in the same building, and they won't be looking at me, they'll be looking down. And I'll look at them to try to get eye contact, but often I don't. And I feel like, especially we talked about unplugging, if you go out and you're amongst a crowd, people are not acknowledging you or seeing you, they're looking down on their phone, texting or posting on Facebook, and not really living in the present. So that kind of set the stage for me to have more gratitude for the things that I've taken for granted and to start putting a gratitude practice in my own life and talking about it. But it wasn't until Christmas time of 2015, so December of 2015, that I read a book called Evolved Enterprise by Yannick Silver. Oh, I've heard so many good things about this book. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. I need oh. to add it to my list. Get on it and put it on the top of your list. Okay. I've heard. <laughs> so my friend Sherry was telling me about it. And okay. she was like, it's the best book I've ever read. And she told me about it a while ago. And now I don't remember why, but I've just heard about it over and over. So I will link mm-hmm. to that in our show notes over at awesome. shamelessmom.com so everyone can find it. Perfect. So this book talked about a lot of do good businesses, businesses that are socially conscious that give back in some form or another. And one of the businesses he talked about, and actually he helped, I think it was one of his students, one of Yannick's students put together this business and Yannick got involved with it, was a thank you card business based on around kids in Haiti that lived in an orphanage. And the kids did the artwork for these thank you cards and then a portion of the sales went back to help that orphanage. And so right then, as business owners, you know, Sarah, we probably come up with multiple business ideas every day. (laughs) It's just the way our mind works. Shiny object syndrome. Yeah. And I had a small journal and I wrote down my ideas in that journal. It was a few days before Christmas of 2015. And the reason I think it spoke to me, one was because it was about thank you cards and Like we've mentioned, since my trip to Guatemala, I've been really focused on having more gratitude in my life. However, even before that, as a small business looking to appreciate your clients, I often would send my clients thank you cards anyway, handwritten, send them in the mail. You know, as well as I do, Sarah, we need to stand apart from our competitors sometimes. And so- Sometimes something easy to do, like sending a handwritten thank you card, probably stemmed all the way back from when I was a kid when my folks had me write thank you cards <laughs> for Christmas and birthday gifts that I got. So thank you cards always kind of had a special place in my heart. So when I read Yannick's book and I got the idea from the business that he helped in his book, I started to think, okay, how can I work with kids in Guatemala. So I I thought about those kids in Guatemala because I had a personal connection to how could I work with them to get them to draw the cards. And so what I did was I contacted Pencils of Promise, which is a nonprofit that builds schools in developing countries, including Guatemala. And I told them my idea. And they were like so excited about they're like, yes, we will help you get the drawings from these kids we will mail them to you. And so they did that. They mailed a set of drawings. So they got kids from a classroom that was built by Pencils of Promise. So these kids had already been positively impacted by Pencils of Promise. Those kids drew the art. They sent the art to me. I turned them into cards, started my crowdfunding campaign, which you know about, and I donated a percentage of those sales back to Pencils of Promise to help build new schools. So in a sense, these kids that had already got a school built for them paid it forward and showed their gratitude by doing the artwork to help kids in the future get their schools built for them. And since then, it's evolved a bit because I decided, hey, I don't want to just work with one charity. I want to work with Charities that speak to a wide range of audience, maybe building schools in Guatemala doesn't speak to people or move them. 
And so I decided to look at a number of different kids' causes and work with them. And so I work with a new cause each month. And so, for example, the second charity we worked with was a local charity here in Denver that raises money for research for kids' cancer. So those cards were designed by kids that had battled cancer or were currently battling cancer. We donated a portion back to that charity. And then since then, we've worked with No Kid Hungry to help end childhood hunger in America. And then currently, we're working with an anti-bullying charity to help end bullying in American schools. So I'm actually on your website right now looking at these different campaigns, and they're so cool. And these pictures of these kids, oh my gosh, they're adorable. And your cards are gorgeous. So with each group that you partner with, are they creating new sets of cards for you then? Yes. So each each month, kids that have been positively impacted by that month's charity are drawing new designs. Okay. And then we're turning them into cards. Actually, this month for the first time, we turned the drawings. The drawings were so good. We turned them into also 8x10 prints that people can purchase. So cool. Uh, And so my goal is to work with six charities for the year and feature each charity twice. Okay. Very cool. And I have so many questions. So now now that I'm scrolling through the site, I have even more. Okay, so we're going to go back to the site in just a minute. I want to go back to the power of a thank you card. And because I think it's a little bit of a lost art. And I know that I make my son do thank you cards, even though he can't really write yet. But tell us about the thank you card and why you felt that was something that could be used in so many different areas and kind of resurrected, I feel like, because I feel like it is what you've done is a little bit of a resurrection of the thank you card. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I like that word resurrection. <laughs> I might have to use that. But I think it's awesome that because well, I mean, most your... of us like shoot a text or shoot an email. And it's just like fast and easy to be like, Oh, yeah, thanks for doing this. I mean, in this day and age, it takes a lot more effort to send a card than to shoot a text or shoot an email. And so I mean, I think it is a much more powerful gesture. So yeah, so I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, I think you answered what I was going to say. But yeah, (laughs) I think you're right. First of all, I was going to say it's awesome that your son is doing those. I think it is a lost art. Like you mentioned, it's much easier just to shoot off an email or a text message. But when I receive an email or a text that says, hey, thanks for doing that, it feels a little bit good. But there's nothing like going to my mailbox and seeing an envelope that you know is a card based on the size of the envelope because it's usually amongst the clutter of bills and ads and things that we don't want, and it just puts a smile on your face. The recipient that gets your card, it brings some joy to their life, and if I can bring joy to somebody's life by the simple act of writing some words on a thank you card and mailing it, I mean, what more powerful statement can you make than something like that? I actually just got two cards in the mail from my nephew and my niece, and it just made my day because I gave them each a set of my own thank you cards to them, and then they each mailed one back (laughs) to me to thank me for the Christmas gift of these cards. And I mean, that made my day and it's so simple. I think when I mentioned earlier, we walk in a crowd or on the sidewalk or in the city, wherever we live. And many times people are with their head down. They're not acknowledging you. They're texting or they're not present. Even if you're at dinner with friends or your spouse, many times you'll see people texting and not being present with the person in front of you. And I think that's one of the ways to express gratitude. Like we mentioned, there are other ways. You don't have to do thank you cards. You don't have to write in a thank you journal or a gratitude journal. How about just being present in the moment, literally stop and smell the roses. You've heard that phrase for many, many years. Literally stop and smell the roses and be present with the people in front of you. And I believe once you make that connection with people in front of you, make eye contact, really listen. If they're talking to you, really listen. That is a form of acknowledgement and that's a form of gratitude. And really, so I don't know if that answered your question, but that's really why I wanted to bring it back to thank you notes. I think it's got 
first of all, I wanted to do something to get kids involved and charity involved. And I thought these kids love doing the drawings. They're just getting very creative. I don't put many limitations on them. I just say, hey, draw me something bright. And they just kind of take it from there. They have fun knowing that they're part of this gratitude movement, if you will, that I'm starting. And I'm enjoying, I've seen pictures of people using my cards online. It's a joy for me to actually see that. And I think there's a lot of potential to make somebody's day with a simple card. Or if you're a business and you want to send out cards, like I mentioned, something that I do on a regular basis to my clients, really appreciate them. Yeah. And so, and I agree with everything you said, and I love and totally agree with the idea that I remember being a small child and mail was like the most exciting part of my day where I was like, mom, like, can we please go check the mail? And I don't know why, because I didn't get things in them. I mean, like once a month I got like a Ranger Rick magazine, but I thought getting mail was like so exciting. And my mom would be like, oh, we have to go check the mail. It's all just bills. And that's how I feel now. Like getting the mail is not fun. And my mom gets annoyed because when she comes to visit, like we'll let our mail sit in our mailbox for like three days sometimes before we bring it in. Mm. And she's like, I can't believe you don't bring your mail in every day. And I'm like, well, why would I bring it in? Like, there's nothing fun in there. And my mom is an excellent card sender. So she sends cards for everything. And mm. she'll be like, well, maybe there's something in there from me. Like, maybe you should. And <laughs> hint, she, hint. Yeah, she's even like come to visit us and found cards that we haven't opened <laughs> because we haven't gone through the mail. So she's really good about that. And I, so I totally agree that when you do get something that's special and personalized, it is a really big deal because it's so infrequent. I also wanted to point out that your cards are so sweet. And if you go to mm. sayitwithgratitude.com, you all can see the card designs. They're adorable. And can you talk a little bit about, so I know you can buy like individual packs of cards, but then do you also have, and I can't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think as part of your crowdfunding, you had where you could have like a kind of a membership service where you automatically got cards sent every month. Is that? correct? Yes. Right okay. now Explain on those the website. Different options. Sure. So right now on the website, and thank you for mentioning that you can buy a single pack of eight. You can also buy a three month subscription or a six month subscription. So if you buy one of those subscriptions, you would get a pack of eight cards mailed to you each month for the duration of the subscription that you purchase. And so again, each month we're going to have different designs. So when you buy a pack of eight, you get a mixture of the designs from that month's charity. Okay. Uh, and again, so let's say you bought a three month subscription, you would be supporting three different charities, the current one, and then the next two. Okay. Um, and then, as I mentioned, we have eight by 10 prints for this month's charity, Be Strong, which is an anti-bullying charity. And my goal is to come out with t-shirts, some gratitude journals, and then children's books based around gratitude. <gasps> This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. So cool. And are the posters available? Oh, I'm looking. Oh, yeah. Everything's on the site. Okay. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm shopping right now. Like while we're talking, I'm shopping. So just pardon me for a moment. (laughs) We'll give you a moment. Right, right. So when we get done, I'm going to get the six month subscription because now, and I sound like an infomercial now. I don't mean to, but I think the power of this is like I said, having Vinny do thank you cards and he's getting old enough to really understand it finally now that he's four. Like I had him doing thank you cards at two and three that really meant nothing to him, but he's starting to get it. And I think that if he has these cards that he sees that another child has done, I think that will be cool for him. Mm. And I also think it will be a good opportunity for us as a family to practice more gratitude and get him talking about gratitude more if we, like this would be the perfect tool for that. So I'm just putting it out there to everyone else that I'm going to sign up for the six month subscription as soon as we get done with this interview. Thank and anyone you, else is welcome to join me. <laughs> hey, Sarah, I also wanted to say on the back of the card is the name of the child that drew the card. Oh, cool. And then just a little bit of information like for this month, for example, we only had one artist because he was so awesome. I've actually met him in person. His name is Joshua. Joshua has been a victim of bullying. So it says that actually on the card. And then Be Strong is the charity we support that is trying to put an end to bullying. So there's a little blurb about the charity on the back of the card too. So I've heard people who have bought the card, they feel connection to the kid that actually drew the card because they know it came from a kid, has their name on the back. So I thought that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. And you on the website, you also have a little video to go along with each charity that kind of explains where the money is, yeah. what the cause is and everything too, which is everything is so nicely done. When you get a <laughs> chance, Sarah, watch the video for this month's charity. It's with Joshua. You'll be blown away. It's that's really the good. end bullying one. Yeah. Okay. I'm on that page right now. So I'll just keep it queued up for when we're done here. So again, you guys can find I'll, I'll have it linked in the show notes. If you go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 102. But if you want to hop over there immediately, you can go to sayitwithgratitude.com and you'll find everything that we're talking about. So I want to move a little bit away from your site and the project and talk a little bit more about your personal journey with gratitude, because that's what got you to this point. Mm-hmm. And I know that you did a big summit last year, right before the launch of Say It With Gratitude. And you interviewed, how many people did you interview about gratitude? Oh, gosh, I believe there was about 27 to 30 okay. people that I interviewed. So you interviewed a lot of people and about their, and I was honored to be one of those people where we talked about different ways that we incorporate gratitude into our lives. So I know that you've learned, in addition to practicing gratitude in your own life, you've just learned so much about the power of gratitude. So tell us a little bit about your personal journey with gratitude and kind of how that has evolved over time and as you've learned more and more things and gotten into this new path and campaign. Sure. So my personal journey with gratitude, I believe, started in 2014, or as I did it on a regular basis. So it was probably inconsistent before then. But, you know, I told you about my trip to Guatemala in the summer, but A couple months before that, I read a book that I believe you've read and probably many of your listeners called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And one of the six savers, if you will, which is the acronym for the morning routine that he lays out for you, wasn't specifically gratitude. It was on scribing. But many people take that to mean writing down what you're grateful for in a journal. So that's when I probably got my first taste of writing my gratitude down in a journal on a regular basis. I didn't do it every day. There were some days I missed. I know a lot of people have 
issues with perfectionism. So <laughs> I would urge you, don't beat yourself up. If you miss a day of gratitude, it's okay. But that's really a lot about how my journey began was reading his book and then combining it with my trip to Guatemala and then subsequently coming back. Uh, since then, you know, since I have a whole website on gratitude now and a blog, and I've done those interviews, like you mentioned, I've realized that gratitude can take a lot of different shapes. It's more than just saying thank you. It's really appreciating those little things that you have, that even during tough times. And many times we say thank you or we really express appreciation when things are going good. Hey, I got a new job or I got a new client. Thank you so much. But what about when things aren't going very good, when you have some rough times, can you still appreciate what you do have? A good example, she wasn't a part of my virtual summit, but it was a woman I recently met. Her name's Amy Colette, and she actually has a whole book on gratitude called The Gratitude Connection. And she was telling me her story. She did coaching, and everything was going good, but I don't know if it was on the same day or the same week, she lost her two biggest clients. And basically her business started spiraling downward and it led to her having anxiety. She would wake up with anxiety and not able to focus, not able to turn things around. And it wasn't until she started to implement gratitude that she actually changed her mindset shifted her perception shifted even in this downtime she was able to find those little things that she took for granted that she could now appreciate and once her mindset switched she was able to clear up the anxiety and really focus and get new clients and her business thrived after that and i think there are a lot of examples of how your mindset can shift if you just allow gratitude to be a part of your life. I mentioned just really acknowledging people, flashing a smile at somebody on the street, even if you don't know them. Notice those simple pleasures, being outside and noticing that there are trees around. It's really learning to live your life as if everything is a miracle and to be aware of how much you've been given. I'm really sensitive now. There's a lot of homeless people in Denver I'm so sensitive when I see them and, you know, it gets cold at night here in the winter and it just reminds me, gosh, I'm so thankful that I wake up in a warm bed every single morning versus sleeping in a sleeping bag underneath a bridge. And I can be really perceptive about things like that. And so just realize each breath, every breath that you take on this earth is a miracle. I'm actually use a meditation app every morning and I'm following a 10 day kind of a 10 day meditation program, but it's a gratitude meditation. Ooh. And the, the woman on there, she's really good. She says, give thanks to your body. Your body is working for you 24 seven. It does not take a break. It doesn't take a second off. Be grateful for that. If you have any aches and pains, be grateful that your body is working to heal that. And it just really reminds me that, hey, I've got it pretty good. And so whether you write thank you cards, whether you write in a journal each morning, really whether you're just present and appreciating the meal on your plate and the person sitting across from you at the dinner table while you're eating dinner. Rather than watching TV or texting, have those real conversations, be in the moment. And those are some of the ways that I believe gratitude can change your mindset. Consistency is important. So I said, hey, don't beat yourself up if you miss a day. Let's say you want to start a gratitude practice. Consistency is important to make those changes, those long-term changes in your mindset, but we all have negative experiences. We all have things that we wish that we had. We all have, let's say, differences of opinions with people and things going on in the world. And it's easy to get caught up in that. But if you really notice what you do have and appreciate those little things, and even if something goes bad, how can you change it into a positive? I remember Hal Elrod telling his story 
of being in a car accident, and he was clinically dead for six minutes, I believe, and didn't walk for six days. And then once he came to, the doctor said, you may not walk again. Well, Hal Elrod, who was one of my guests on the Gratitude Summit, said, well, heck, if I can't walk, if I'm in a wheelchair the rest of my life, I'm going to be the happiest person in a wheelchair that you've ever seen. And so if you can take that perspective on things, you're going to find that you're more positive, joyous, pleasurable to be around. And then other things will start coming into your life that are good. I'm a big believer in that. Sarah, you and I know people often say, when I lose weight, I'll be happy. How about working on being happy first by expressing gratitude? Then that's going to free up your mind to start doing those things that allow you to lose the weight. Right. So I want to make sure that our listeners know that the books that you've mentioned, The Miracle Morning and The Gratitude Connection, I will link to those in the show notes so that if you guys wanted to grab those. And then what was the name of the app that you mentioned? The The app app. is, yeah, it's a meditation app. It's called Insight Timer. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes as well if you guys want to find that. I love that it sounds like a spoken meditation Mm. which can be helpful for those of us who have a hard time quieting things down for meditation. Sometimes guided meditations with some talking is helpful. So you mentioned Hal Elrod. He is the author of Miracle Morning, which I've referenced on the show multiple times. And I love that you brought him up and that you use the example of his story, which he uses and goes into great detail in his book, The Miracle Morning. And I also wanted to point out, and I know you're aware of this, Scott. So Hal, who is a mentor to so many people, he's currently fighting cancer. And Mm. even as he's going through cancer treatment in some of his private communities that Scott and I are a part of online, his wife is posting pictures of him and posting like what he is doing with the most amazing positive attitude and like just being resourceful as he can be to move forward in his life, even while he's sometimes bedridden and feeling horrible and struggling and going through treatment and, you know, kind of in his weakest hours in many ways. And every picture that she posts is like him doing something positive for other people and giving back from his hospital bed. And I think that that speaks tremendously to what happens when you start to come from a place of gratitude in your life. Trauma doesn't seem as traumatic. And that's not to say that bad things aren't going to happen, but it takes us back to the point that you made in the beautiful statement that you made, Scott. You said, treat your life as if everything is a miracle. And I think that you find what I like to call tiny miracles in everything when you start looking for these opportunities to like to notice this went totally sideways, but where's the good in it? And this went Mm. completely different than I expected, but where's the good in it? And this is never what I would have chosen, but where's the good in it? And that really changes how you take action and move forward and grow and evolve from every situation in your life rather than feeling disempowered from situations or feeling overwhelmed by situations and by stress. So I really appreciate you pointing all of that out. I wanted to ask you, and I've been taking so many notes that I'm losing track (laughs) of my question. So, so many little golden nuggets that you have in here. So you talked a lot about how gratitude practices can really enhance quality of life, which I firmly, firmly believe. And one of the things I notice is I have talked a lot with my members at the gym, and I talk about it on the podcast, where I kind of preach about you should have a gratitude practice, and you should have a gratitude journal, and you should write down three things every day. And I get a sense that people think that's a nice idea. But I also get a little bit of a sense that people roll their eyes at me and they're like, yeah, you know, I have enough things to keep track of. Like, don't (laughs) give me one more thing to do every day. But I've also heard of people who have incorporated gratitude practices in different ways. And so it doesn't have to be that like every morning you write three things down or every night you write three things down. It can be that you do it in different ways. And I know I recently interviewed JJ Virgin for an interview Mm. and she's going to be coming on the show I believe it's next week, talking about her book, The Miracle Mindset, which is a phenomenal book. And she talked about how she practiced gratitude when her son was hospitalized, what they thought was going to be a fatal injury. And her gratitude practice was not like sitting and writing down three things every day. She was able to incorporate it in other ways. So can you tell us some of the ways in talking with people about gratitude? So if you could share some of the practical ways that you see people implementing it that might be a little bit different than the traditional like write a few things down first thing in the morning kind of methods. Sure. You know, a couple of them I already mentioned, as you said, that's where I started was a gratitude journal. It's not for everybody. So what else can you do to say thank you or to appreciate yourself or to appreciate others? One of them, and again, these are probably methods that you may not think of as gratitude, but I think of them as a way to really 
show that you are grateful for things. One of them is just not comparing. So it's easy to compare ourselves to others and what they have. When you do that, you're not embracing your own unique journey, right? We all have our own uniqueness about us. We're all on a different life path. Really embrace the path that you're on. Embrace your own path and own it. Embrace your beauty, your uniqueness. So feel gratitude. So a lot of this maybe is just feeling. Feel gratitude for who you are and what you have. I talked about those simple things in life, like stopping and smelling the roses. If you try to think of just the big things, feeling, trying to figure out what you're grateful for can be overwhelming, right? Like, oh, shoot, well, I got a new job, but that's it. You know, what am I going to think about tomorrow? Well, what about those simple things in life, that cup of coffee this morning, the bed you woke up in, butterfly you saw on your walk, your ability to walk. So really take stock in those simple things in life and really living in the now. I talked before about flashing a smile, acknowledging people, giving them some eye contact. A lot of people don't smile these days. And often you have to be the one that initiates it. But (laughs) smiling makes you feel good. Smile at somebody makes their day too. What if you smiled at Sarah? You've probably had it where somebody smiles at you, even somebody you don't know. Doesn't that make you feel good? Or if they compliment your shoes or your hair, it makes you feel good. So start being the one to initiate the smiling or complimenting others on their shoes or something about them. And then volunteering. I'm big on volunteering. Doesn't have to be a trip to Guatemala. I'm currently involved in the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program. And so I have a little brother that I get to connect with and have fun with in sports once a month. So really get back to your community. You might feed the homeless, build a playground, volunteer at an animal shelter, find something that will allow you to make a positive impact in the lives of others. That's going to make you feel great. And then finally, you know, just a verbal thank you. There's a lot of power in these two words when somebody does something nice You can acknowledge them, tell them thank you, flash a smile when you do that. And again, you're going to make their day and it's going to make you feel better, whether it's a checkout person at the grocery store or a stranger. You know, think about somebody that's checking you at the grocery store. They may be behind the register for eight hours and they're on their eighth hour and they've dealt with a lot of negative customers, perhaps. What if you're the one that says, hey, how's your day going? Thank you for ringing me up. You might make their day when they go home. It's going to make you feel better. So maybe those little things, if writing down in a gratitude journal doesn't speak to you, maybe one of these other ways speaks to you and you can start to implement that more in your life. I love all those. So I've actually been keeping a little list as you've been talking throughout the episode. So I will have in the show notes a list of ways to show gratitude and implement some of these acts into your life. Because I agree with you that when you take action to show gratitude or be appreciative, really impacts what people give back to you and how you can receive. And then that continues to impact your next actions. And so like, I know that I'm one of those overly friendly people at the grocery store that like (laughs) talks to the checkout person and because it feels good. And, Mm -hmm. or like I will give any person in public a compliment and be like, Hey, wow, I really love your shoes or, and I especially am aware of how I do it with women because I think that sometimes women, because we fall into that comparison trap with each other, like the biggest way that you can bridge the gap in the comparison trap is to talk to another woman and be like, wow, I really like this thing about you. And Mm. it immediately like diffuses any sort Mm. of like comparison or any sort of like awkward weirdness that you may have, or maybe that could be with anyone, anyone that you maybe feel is different than you as well. So I love all these little tips and steps that you gave. This is so helpful. So this has been amazing and so fun. And I really appreciate everything that you've had to say. I feel like we have some things that people can use to take really practical steps and active steps in being more grateful in their daily life. And also really working on perspective and headspace around this, because I think that's what the powerful piece of gratitude is, is how it impacts your perspective and how it impacts your headspace and how that then impacts the way that you live your life in a much bigger and more profound way. So I want you to tell us before we wrap up here, how do you live shamelessly, Scott? Yeah, great question. I love that you're asking that. And I knew you would because this (laughs) is the Shameless Mom podcast or the Shameless Guy podcast now. So I think one of the things that I do to live shamelessly, and I mentioned at the beginning, is I haven't been afraid to 
change directions when something doesn't feel right. So those corporate jobs that I had just didn't feel right. It was a little bit too negative to me, the politics going on. So I shifted and started my own business and then really growing my business in a fitness sense, but kind of getting not as passionate about that anymore. I love transforming people, but writing workouts and developing nutrition plans isn't my passion anymore. So I haven't been afraid to pivot and go into a new direction with gratitude. And so I encourage others out there listening to not be afraid. But a couple other things I want to say, Sarah, I've really gotten good at asking for help. Oh, I love that. And I think we often are afraid to ask for help. And it's something that I've had to work on but it can really change the course of your life and your business. I mean, I've asked you for help. I've asked many, many other people for help when I was trying to get my gratitude brand out there. And there's no shame in that. And they're really speaking up. I probably have been an introvert most of my life, but I find myself speaking up more when things just aren't right. When somebody does me wrong, and they're charging me more, the quality of work isn't good, I will speak up. And I didn't used to do that. So asking for help, speaking up, kind of speaking my mind more has really been a blessing for me. It's helped me grow as a person. I love that. And I want to touch on asking for help, because I think that that's something that when I started the podcast and started reaching out to people to ask for interviews, I was kind of initially like, I don't know, maybe could you (laughs) like, I felt so uncomfortable. Like, could you maybe do me this favor? And it's been mind blowing to me, the people that have said yes, and they've said yes, with like genuine enthusiasm and excitement, and they want to be supportive, and they want to be giving and it's just been crazy. And as someone who does not ever ask for help, that has been really humbling and really helpful for me in seeing like I am someone who loves to help and serve others. Mm. So it's funny that I would assume no one would want to help me or that like it would be inappropriate or uncomfortable for me to ask because a lot of people in my life and people that I want to connect with are the same. And so they're like excited to have the opportunity to serve my purpose with the podcast or to serve me in a way that's helpful to me in building the podcast. And so I think that, and you probably saw that in doing your summit and in doing, in launching say it with gratitude that like, as soon as you ask, people are like, oh my gosh, of course, I'm going to help you with that. Mm. Like, I would be honored to help you with that. Yeah, I reached out to people that didn't really know me. And if I had to, I would reach out to somebody I did know and say, hey, can you make an introduction? There's no shame in that. And, you know, the worst that can happen is they say no. But Sarah, I will always help you. So whenever you need it, don't be afraid to ask. Thank you. So Scott, can you tell us where we can find you? Yes, you can find me. Let's see. So my website that you mentioned, sayitwithgratitude.com. And I also have a podcast at scottcolby.com. My podcast is called The Power to Change. And then I'm on Facebook quite a bit over at just my name, Scott Colby. Awesome. And do you want to give a quick shout out about your podcast? Because we didn't touch on that at all. But I, it's, yes. a, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the podcast, And I don't only say that because I've been on it. <laughs> I will only talk about my podcast if we do the lightning round. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. the podcast, just real quick, it's called The Power to Change. And I interview people that have made big changes in their life. So we're not just talking physical transformation, although I have interviewed some people, talking about people that have overcome drug addictions, people that have been broke and then gotten back on their feet. It's just a way to have other people tell their stories to inspire the audience out there. Yes, I love it. Okay. Did you want to do my lightning round or did you want to do your lightning? Did you have a special lightning round? I don't have one. I got to go with yours. Okay, cool. (laughs) So here we go. So this is the shameless mommy minute, but today will be the shameless gratitude minute. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I like it. So pivoting. Yes, exactly. Pivoting and evolving all the time. Red wine or white wine? Okay. I will go with red wine, but you must have it with chocolate fondue. Oh my god. Red wine, chocolate fondue. Try it tonight. (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna be a little try it at home so everyone yeah, tonight so- this is your assignment <laughs> current book that you're reading or the last one that you read okay so i am reading a book called deep work rules for focused success in a distracted world so oh, it, wow. it teaches you how to go deeper into the work you need to get done without being distracted by facebook and email it's a pretty challenging book but one i recommend nice what is your favorite non-work related thing to do with time to yourself 
Oh my gosh, I do so many work-related things, but I <laughs> love adventure. And so anything here in the Colorado mountains, hiking or whitewater rafting, I love to do. Nice. What is one morning ritual you can't live without? Ooh, gosh, I don't want to say gratitude, but really I've meditated every day in 2017. And so I'm going nice. to stick to that one. Meditation is really, really calming and relaxing for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Who is your biggest inspiration? I'm going to say my parents. They've always been very supportive of me, whether I have, you know, moving to a new job or starting my own business or uh, pivoting and going towards a gratitude brand. They don't always understand it, but they've been very supportive and they've been a great role models for me. That's great. And if you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? This is a tough one, but I'm going to say compassion and more specifically self-compassion. I know a lot of yes. moms are so compassionate to others and they forget about themselves. So I'm going to say self-compassion. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. All right, Scott, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You are doing amazing work in the world. You're helping people find easier ways to implement gratitude in their own life, but you're also doing it in a way that you can serve a really fantastic causes at the same time. So I really appreciate you spending time with us today and sharing some of your wisdom and knowledge. And I hope that you'll come back again. I will definitely come back. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And thank you to your listeners for being such a great audience. Thanks. And we will talk soon. Thank you so much for joining Scott and I in the Shameless Mom Academy today. Remember any links that we mentioned, anything related to Scott and how you can connect with him will all be over on our show notes. So if you go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 102, and that will give you all the access to everything we talked about. If this is your first time joining us in the Shameless Mom Academy, know, first of all, welcome and thank you. And know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And you can subscribe by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And when you go to that review link, there'll be a little button that says, subscribe and you can subscribe and get immediate access to all of our episodes as soon as they are available. So I can't wait to have you subscribe and listen in again in just a few days when we are back with a new episode. Lastly, I need your help. If this episode was meaningful to you, please share it with other people. If you think that gratitude is something you need more of in your life, or if you want to subtly hint to others that maybe they need more in their lives, please do share this episode. You can go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 102 to get a link for this episode to share out on social media platforms or via email, or you can find us on social media on Instagram and Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy, and you can share episodes from there as well. So please do share the shameless love. It means a lot to have people spreading the word. It is how I grow. It is how we get bigger and better things happening over here at the Shameless Mom Academy by spreading the shameless love. So thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to be back in a couple days to be with you again. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.